right gap right there. Yeah. Quake, open that up. Now it's a connecting passage. Descending fissure. Oh my god. It's at least 200 feet, Novak. Hello, and welcome to Heroes Joins Our Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. Also, for the next three months, I'm doing the Summer of Shocks, which is my look at Hitchcock movies, Stephen King movies, and it all kicks off with the Piranha movies. So, here we have it, three weeks in, and it's time to go 3D. So 30 years after Cameron's Piranha 2, the spawning, not including the many, many TV movie and remakes, of course, the TV movie remakes, that is, we have the glory of 3D. This came out in the rebirth of 3D, and god damn you, Cameron, for that, you fucking hack. I hate 3D movies for the most time. They are utter shit and just a cheap cash fucking grab. Some, however, are good, but most of them are utter garbage. I mean, what is it about a horror bloody franchise and churning out hundreds of these fucking 3D movies? It has killed the horror bloody franchise. Anyway, back to this, which I saw in a cinema uh, with the brand new, at the time, D-Box, which pissed me right bloody off because it was shit. I actually like this for what it is. This is a B-movie and knows it's a B-movie. Then I runs with the fuck. It knows it's supposed to be bad, tongue-in-cheek and cheesy, and boy does it deliver. So, if it runs with it, I can go with it. You know, that's the rule. Um, this is why I love good, bad movies. As long as they know it's a good, bad movie and don't take themselves too seriously, then they are a lot of fun. However, this one is a ball hair away from softcore porn. There's just a little too much nudity for my liking. Anyway, let's just dive into this. Uh, with its Budget of 24 million, this thing pulled in 83 million. Once again, slap on that factor 50, I dig out your board shots and dive into the cool water of three movie uh, 
three movie, 3D movie, uh, Goodness, starring Elizabeth Shue, Vang Rhymes, Stephen McQueen, Jessica Cesar, I her fucking name, Jerry O'Connell, Eli Roth, Christopher Lloyd, and Richard Dreyfus, directed by Alexander Aja. The plot, after an underwater earthquake set free prehistoric piranha, they head to a man-made lake and a freezing frenzy begins. Canny town sheriff, her staff, her son and a mad doctor stop these creatures. If so, what would be left of them? So the movie opens up on shots of Lake Havasu in Arizona, except in this one it's called Lake Victoria. Then onto shots of a drunk fisherman singing Show Me The Way To Go Home. Uh, said drunk fisherman is Richard Dreyfus of Jaws, Close Encounters, Stand By Me, Stick It Movies and Mr. Holland's Opus. So, this movie goes one step beyond the 1978 movie and actually does have a Jaws actor and a cameo. Ooh, touche. He drops his beer into the water and it sinks to the bottom of the lake bed as he fights with a fish and by the way the CGI on this bottle is piss poor. You can tell a mile away this thing's bloody fake. I mean, uh, it looks like the champagne bottle from bloody Star Trek fucking generations for crying out loud that's how bad the CGI is. Underwater earthquake hits and it splits the lake bed opened. This causes a whirlpool which sucks in the fishing boat. And again, this CGI whirlpool works bad. Mind you, this is almost 10 years old, and it's done on the cheap, so I'll give it a break for now. And a note, Richard Dreyfuss is on set for only two days, so... Hmm. Meanwhile, underwater, thousands of pranas are arising. The fisherman falls in, and is quickly swarmed and eaten. I guess he needed a bigger boat then. And okay... Uh, I know I said I'd give the CGI effects a break, but that feeding frenzy looks... Bad! The prana don't even look like they are fish. I mean, oh my god, these things look like absolute crap. I mean, they're huge and teethy little shit. But, uh, the real ones are <coughs> rubber, and my god, do they look rubber. Anyway, up pops the titles, using the theme that sounds like it's awful lot like the fucking Resident Evil theme. By the way, check the archives for Resident Evil movies. Of the water... Now blood red, the whirlpool has stopped, and my god, it was a short fucking whirlpool. Up pops a half-eaten hand, which is a robotic one, and looks pretty good. Meanwhile, on the other end of the lake, it's spring break, baby! As we get shots of actual spring breakers uh, having their spring break, because this was shot in April of the previous year. As a really shit fucking pop song plays... Then we have the shots of the rich, spoiled old brats blowing off steam because it's so hard to be a student nowadays. I mean, oh my god, it's so hard. You have to sit there and do protests and sit there and be triggered by blood absolutely everything. Oh, it's so hard. Anyway, we meet town sheriff uh, Julie Forrester, uh, played by Elizabeth Shue of Back to the Future, The Saint, Hollow Man, House at the End of the Street and CSI. Uh, as she deals with an entitled little douche bro who was caught drink driving. Just no. A. Don't be a douche bro. And B. Do not drink and drive. Finally, C. Do not act like an entitled little fucking douche nozzle because you are a twat. Hmm. God 
down through. <coughs> Up uh, drives on his little scooter her son Jake, played by Stephen R. McQueen of Vampire Diaries, but of course his claim to fame being Steve McQueen's grandson. Handy that, because this guy can act for fucking shit. Uh, he darts around town until he finds his old high school crush, Kelly, played by Jessica Zor, Zar, whatever, of Gossip Girl, Fired Up, aka FU, Ted 2, and The Orville. After a quick catch up, up pulls the Todd and his bros in his little Jeep to cut her away. Now, what is it with these douche bros and using uh, the followed by their name? Anyway, the Todd is Cody Longo as he drives his group of douche bros. Um, one of them throws a shake on Jake and completely ruins his fucking t-shirt so you know they're fucking fish food. Except, actually, I don't think uh, the douche bro actually gets his comeuppance. I know the, the Todd gets it, but does douche bro get it? I don't think he does. We are then introduced to Jake's little sister, Laura. <coughs> Laura, even, come on, fucking throat. <coughs> Played by Brooklyn Prolix. Uh, she waits... Uh, to be picked up by her big brother. As she does, she sparks up a conversation with a busty babe, Danny, played by Kelly Brock of Smallville, Keith Lemon the movie, and how I always remember her, the replacement for Denise Van Outen on The Big Breakfast, and my British listeners have popped, because all she has is a pair of tits and a pretty face, she has none of it, she has none of the charm, none of the wit, and none of the IQ, she's a fucking bimbo. Danny then tells Laura she has a nice French horn, so Laura tells her she has a nice set of boobs. As we get an extreme close-up of her tits, bloody French pervert fucking director. Mm. Anyway, I love how Laura then tells Danny she's waiting for her big brother who's 17 and he'll love her boobs also, and then slams her right in front of Danny while looking at her boobs. Bloody little brat. Up. Walks the <coughs> Girls Gone Light wannabe director, Derek Jones, played by Jerry O'Connell of Stand By Me, Joe's Apartment, Scream 2, Chip Archives, Sliders, Veronica Mars movie, and Scream Queens. And my god, this guy is trying desperately to be that Girls Gone Wild fucking stuff because... Slays. He's pissed his production assistant, Andrew, played by Paul Shear, is... Buying suntan lotion for the other <coughs> a girl gone wild. Crystal, played by Riley Steele. She's a porn star, and this was supposed to be her big break into real movies. Uh, but guess not, because she's back to doing Axel Braun movies. Ooh, burn! Derek then hires Jake on his spot to be the guide around the lake uh, so he can shoot his <coughs> art. Cut to Jake looking up Derek's <coughs> art on the internet for research reasons of course i mean hmm, the purpose of research yeah too bad his mother catches him uh, to tell him he's babysitting this ticks him off and including the little sister and the ultra brat little brother zane played by sage ryan who the fuck calls a son zane i mean she pressurizes jake into babysitting so no father then no grandparents just a ticked off 17 year old getting stuck with thing one and thing two Karen, later that, and by the way, it's a fucking um, fishing town, show the hell there must be like an aunt somewhere, or a best friend, or some other bloody babysitter, I mean, this poor 17 year old who's desperately trying to get out of his virginity, 
is stuck with the, the little brat sister and the little brattier brother, I mean, for crying out loud. Moving on. Um, with that night, the sheriff is called to deal with the fisherman's dead body, as it is now washed ashore, and he will meet Deputy Fallon, played by Vang Rames of People Under the Stairs, Dave, Pulp Fiction, Mission Impossible movies, Death Race movies, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He tells her about the quake. Uh, shouldn't should I know about this? For God's sake, it was like a day earlier. I mean, and how the USGS is sending out a team to research it. Also, she's told she's going to be their guide the next day. Some sheriff sheep, I guess, you know. They check out the abandoned boat and up floats the half-chewed body for a cheap jump scare. Uh, uh, which the body itself looks good. It's just the CGI world of creatures crawling over it makes it look bloody bad. I mean, they've got like crabs and, I don't know, snakes and god knows what coming out of this guy's face. It looks fucking terrible. She wants to close down the lake until she finds out what's happening. But, much like in Jaws, it's the town's big moneymaker week, so she can't do that. Goddamn bloody one-shot bloody economy towns. Oh dear, oh dear. Meanwhile, underwater, we get a cool shot of it going from night to day as a cliff diver is eaten uh, by a, a small um, scorpiona. Pretty cool, actually. More underwater shots as the camera swims around to two feet, dangling in the water over a pier. It's Jake's little brothers as Jake begs them to stay inside the house as he wants to have fun during spring break. Like I say, he's horny to see 17 year old teenager who wants rid of his virginity. Mm. Before he goes to the big town to do the big fucking college stuff. So these two little scamps scam out of 60 bucks to keep quiet. A little bloody. Mm. On to the lakeshore as we meet the USGS team uh, Novak, played by Adam Scott of Step Brothers, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Krampus, Jake Markhouse, and Big Little Liars, Sam, played by Ricardo Shavira, and Paula, played by Dana Meyer. Out they go to the quick zone ground zero, as Jake shows up late to Derek's guide. All helpless breaking loose as Danny and Crystal are motorboating each other on a speedboat. And okay, now, there is literally 10,000 people at this lake, most of which are drunken girls wearing very little, yet these two uh, have about a thousand guys lusting after them. Yeah, just no. I mean, I know they're big, busted, bikini-clad babes, but come on, really? You try to say to me, all these desperate, horny little virgins and shit and all these douche bros are all lusting after these two chicks because they're motorboating each other? Yeah, I think not. As Jake fakes away through the crowd, he bumps into Kelly, and awkward, she asks, what the fuck is he doing there? Luckily, Derek pulls him aboard um, to spare him some embarrassment, actually more embarrassment. Too bad, perv Derek spots Kelly and asks her aboard with the promise of cheap champagne, and she's all in. Was the fact that Todd lied about having backstage passes, so she's that type of girl then, she just wants the fucking, the, the money and the, the presents. Anyway, off the sail. Meanwhile, uh, back at the sheriff's house, the brats go behind Jake's back and take a rowboat out to the lake. Little fucking... Mm. Meanwhile, back to Derek on SS Sleaze as he fills the girls up with cheap champagne and promises of fame and fortune. He's hitting on Kelly, filling her up with cheap booze. Uh, also, uh, how about... No, she's 17, you fucking perv. That is illegal! 
Danny tells uh, Jake Derek is harmless. He's just being himself. Yeah, a skeezy fucking pervert. They reached a perfect spot. As drop anchor, as well as some other things, and they start to go wild and cue some underwater <coughs> ballet. As Danny and Crystal kiss underwater, all filmed an extreme close up. Gotta get those double D's in 3D, am I right? Hmm. Uh, this is internet porn for horny teens using mummy's credit card to watch this shit. They don't want arty farty shit. All they want is boobs, girls on girl action, and maybe some minge shots. Not underwater ballet, for crying out loud. Anyway, on the boat Derek has hired, it has a glass bottom so the girls can swim past as he films it being a complete and utter sleaze as he does so, fucking catcalling constantly and berating these two chicks. Jake is a loving us, however, until Mummy Dearest calls, spoiling the party, just as his jorts were starting to tighten. Jennifer asks why he didn't ask the, answer the home phone, as he says he's outside pitching a tent, and I'm saying absolutely fucking nothing. He then goes outside due to Jerick's annoying catcalling. Uh, over the two girls are underwater. How the fuck do these two girls hear what the hell he's saying? I mean, there's no radios. They're just, they're just swimming around and frolicking around as they do. Hmm. And here, Jake finds Kelly's floaty floating on there, abandoned. So where the fuck is she? He panics, searches for her, and dives in. Uh, good point here. She's been drinking, and now she's swimming. Can we say dangerous much? And she's not back like fucking at least half a bottle of champagne for crying out, and she's 17. Hmm. He swims to the floaty as underwater. The Piranha School approach. Kelly shouts at him from the boat, and how in the fuck did she get past him? Yeah. As back to the kids, they are stuck on a man-made island as they're bloat boat, rather, floats off. I mean, ugh, fucking kids. Okay, I know this lake is teeming with a man-eating piranha, but they don't know that. You're telling me these two kids brought up near a lake cannot swim? Why can't uh, one of the little brats just swim out to get the fucking boat when it's not that far off the bloody little island they're sitting on? Instead of shouting and screaming and bawling at fucking speedboats as they whiz past? Fucking kids. Back underwater. And Piranha Cam, as we see the Piranha point of view. Laura stands on a broken bottle and cuts her foot oh, clean opened. So now there's blood in the water. Cue more Piranha Cam as a fish zoom into the blood. Luckily, Laura walks off just as one arrives. And here we get a close up of the killer fish and all its rubber glory. And these puppets are quite good actually, so I'm not going to bash the puppets that much. Back to the Sheriff and USGS team. As she flirts with Novak, who shows her a scan of the lake bed with a newly opened cavern. Turns out it's an underwater lake, uh, being sealed off for millions of years. Down go Sam and Paula to check it out. Can you guess what's going to happen next? Yes, carnage candy! As finally the fish attack. Down deeper they go into the crack. Leave it. It's 200 feet deep. Sorry, 200 feet long and 90 feet deep. In goes Paula. In the hole in the wall. However, Sam being a dick insists he would go first. As a surprise, surprise, they lose radio contact because, of course, they would. Sam swims deep into the dark cavern where he notes it's 30 degrees cooler. Deeper he goes in the pitch dark, he sparks up a light or one of the underwater flares and finds himself surrounded by millions of piranhas attacked and eaten. As 
the light shines, it shows thousands, if not billions, of prana egg. Is it? <laughs> Even. Paula feels the line go dead, so she hears Sam's screams, and guess what? She's next. One teensy to be thing here. These things should be blind and not survive in hot water. But moving on, because that's bloody logic and or science. Novak goes down to rescue her, but it's too late. She's fish food. He's attacked too, but gets out with minimal cuts, because of course he does. He's a bloody lead, or one of the leads. He pulls Paul's body out of the water, but she's just a skeleton, and he has an unwanted passenger in the form of a piranha. Back to the SS sleaze, as Derek pours a booze over Crystal's body, and then tries to force Kellen to look it off. Hello, she's seven Fucking teen! Underage, you fucking pervert! If you put this shit on the internet, you will be charged with bloody kiddie porn, you fucking moron! Jake tells Derek she says no. So he snaps at her, so it snaps at him rather, saying no, she says no thanks. That's completely different. Uh, no, no means no, you fucking skis! When Jake protests again, Kelly says she's fine, so does the tequila slammer of Crystal's body. Isn't she underage drinking too? Mm, moving on. Plus, she's drinking, therefore not in her right mind. Derek should not be cursing her into doing absolutely fucking anything, the fucking perv. I don't want to spoil the fun here. After all, this is a cheesy B-movie about huge killer man-eating fish. But no means fucking no. No wonder this SJW mob is running wild. Just take no for a fucking answer, guys. And that goes for girls too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the fucking movie. Kelly does the body lick and Crystal starts to make out with her. Hello, she's 17 under fucking age. Doesn't these fucking people understand how that... F oh my god. Danny suggests Kelly should be next. And Jake has to look off her body. And okay, I am done. These two are under fucking age. Both of them are 17. Now, it's fair enough if these two 17-year-olds want to have off themselves, but this skeezy pervert cannot fucking record it. Jesus Christ. Just get these planners, these fuckers, and go on with a bloody thing, the fucking skeezy bastard. Jake then goes in for a kiss, but Kelly spews right over the bloody camera. Just I wanted to see fucking 3D sick. Well done there, fucking Aja. Back to the sheriff, who takes the body of the piranha to see Dr. Goodman, played by Christopher Great Scott Lloyd, of Well Back to Future movies, Arrow's Family, who from Roger Rabbit, Clue, Star Trek 3, etc, etc. He does his whole fucking techno babble stick and blows the fucking crew's mind. He's on set for, I think it's one day. He explains, these are the original piranha, more than two million years old. He shows them a fossil, then explains how they survived, i.e. cannibalism. Okay, that is fine and dandy, survival of the fittest and all that shit, but it doesn't explain why they are not blind, nor can survive in much warmer water. He explains, Prana are pack hunters and will eat absolutely anything. Back to the Spring Breakers, as a parasailist is next. She's a porn star, Gianna Michaels. Keep it classy there, Aja, keep it on the classy side. She's dunked in one too many times and is eaten. A topless butt, of course, because as I mentioned, he's French. 
Back to SS Sleaze as Jake is now filming all the shit on board while Kelly is spewing her guts out down below. Jake's box Laura and Zane stuck on the sand island using the camera's a viewfinder. As Derek goes apeshit on Jake for not filming the topless chick but worrying about his fucking siblings. And what a complete dickhead this fucking Derek is. I mean, yeah, dear oh dear. Uh, with cocaine under the nose, he agrees to help once Jake points out his mother is the sheriff. Uh, the Paracel girl is now fish food. And someone should tell Aja tits from below are ugly. Especially if they're stuck in a bloody harness and they're also fake tits. They're fucking gross. She's eating from below. So I'm guessing that's not the first time for her then. Hmm. The boat finally lifts her up and she's missing her lower body. And she is indeed dead. Back to the Spring Breakers and the wet t-shirt competition hosted by the local DJ played by Eli. I'm the greatest horror doctor in the world, Roth. He's spraying the girls down all the while spewing out awful one-liners such as Let's see those summer tatas. Ugh, God. The sheriff is on the water trying to call for backup in a form of National Guard, but they don't believe her, as the rest of her police force are trying to get these little douche-fucking-bros out of the water. But of course, none of them are listening. And I love the fact there's a Christian fundamentalist boat trying to get people to read the Bible. Yeah, no one is listening to that one, mate, so, mm-hmm. Back to Deputy Fallon, as he fires warning shots into the air to get the attention to warn them to get out of the water. Of course they want to listen and party on. Back to the kids as Jake pulls up next to the sand island to rescue them. Uh, isn't Laura's feet cut open? There's not a drop of blood nor a tear on her face. She's even fucking limping as a fucking bad actress. Now on board SS Sleaze, Jake ta tasks the hungover Kelly to watch over the kids. Uh, too bad, the idiot cameraman has now beached the bloody boat as a piranha swim underneath it. The coked up paranoid Derek screams at Jake for uh, mutating? No, no mutating. Uh, what the fuck's that called when you stand up against the captain? Uh, what the hell fuck's that called? Um, fuck, my mind's went blank. Ah, bollocks. Anyway, and chokes him. Uh, then throws Nusla's cameraman off the boat control and chokes the fucking propeller with the weeds, stranding them on the fucking little man-made island. Mutiny. That's what I want for. Mutiny. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Back to the sheriff. And guess what? No one's listening to her either. Just as the fish get ready to eat those little fucking fucks around it. Just eat these fucking douche bros. Finally! At the 55 minute mark, the feeding frenzy begins as teens fall to raise their teeth. Panic sets in as blood hits the water. It is on! Panicked teens start to board the DJ stage, which is floating on the lake for some reason. This causes it to capsize, much like the rubber boat in Piranha 78. And note, there was 35 gallons of fake blood used every day while filming this, and that is a lot of fucking sugar in that water. Of the practical piranhas here, and the bite ones look utterly disgusting and indeed real. As the DJ booth falls into the water, as the cable holding it snaps, slicing a teen in two. Of course, this caused her to be topless because the dimension, the guy's French. Novak jumps on a jet ski to save as many as he can. Too bad there's too many bodies in the water, and a speedboat 
crushed into Eli Roth, who is squished into a boat and his head is graped. I mean, it's like, and it goes everywhere, and it's quite a good gore effect. And what is it with Eli Roth and getting his head crushed in horror films? Is that his fetish? The deputy pulls out as many people as he possibly can, as others take pot shots at the fish. Like I say, there's, like, there's about, uh, according to the director's commentary, there's something like 2,000 boats on this lake. When this thing's shot, there's about 50 or so uh, cop boats moving on. The Todd, being a complete dickhead, doesn't want to help anyone, steals a speedboat and heads to shore. As he ploughs through the screaming bodies, he gets the boat propeller stuck on a teen's hair, who gets herself sculpted as it rips her head fucking clean off. People pile on his board, boat and capsize it, and guess what? He's next for the razor teeth! Yay! The douchebag gets it. Back to the SS Sleaze. As Derek blows the engine, trying to get out of the weeds, because, and guess what? He's a fucking idiot, as the glass bottom is cracked on fucking Reeves. Kelly is knocked out, somehow. The kids are too close to the glass, as the water floods in. Derek and Crystal fall overboard, as a caravan falls in too. Derek and Crystal are quickly eaten, while Derek pushes Crystal in front of the fucking uh, school of Prana. Ah, uh, she screams out, a prana bursts out of her mouth. What the fuck? Derek is next. The water then starts to fill the boat, as Kelly is still KO'd for some reason. Jake gets the kids out, and then rescues Kelly, who comes to as soon as the water hits her. That's not how that bloody well works. Meanwhile, Danny tries to get Derek out of the water. Too bad the prana have eaten his lower half, including his junk. Danny then bats away as many prana as she can using an oar as Jake tries to save Kelly through the boat's skyline. However, the water and the prana are indeed rising. Underwater, the skeleton of Crystal hits the lake bottom as one of her implants uh, float out the prana tries to eat it, but then spits it back out again. Because that's funny, right? Two more fight over Derek's dick and note. Jerry O'Connell claims it's almost life-size. However, director Asha claims this is the smallest dildo they could find. So, go and figure that one out. The Pranner then spit out the half-chewed penis. As moving on, as every single man in as listening has crossed his bloody well legs. Back to the spring breakers. As bodies are lifted to shore, all the survivors crawl out the water with what's left of their bodies. We get a good look at the practical makeup effects, which are top bloody well notch. Deputy Fallon pulls people out of the water, taking pot shots at the little nasties, but when he's out of bullets, he rips off an outboard motor as uses to cut into the prana uh, school below, blender style, as fish bits fly up so everywhere, he's overran and his legs are eaten off and indeed attacked. Just like that, all is calm in the soup of bodies of blood and bits. It's all over, the fish are now full. Jake calls his mother for help, so off she goes. I love the fact the camera does the Jaws zoom back and forward horror type something on her face. She then takes a speedboat along with Novak to rescue her family. Back to SS Sleaze as a boat is sinking in the Prana swarming water. The sheriff arrives, throws a rope to Jake who ties it to the boat. She shimmies over uh, to them dangling over the water. Uh, why not just tell him to come over? I mean... Um, for God's sake, there's a little sort of rope thing. I uh, want to just tell the kids to come over. I mean, they're light. They don't weigh that much. 
But no, she shouts over there, shouts at Jake, and then hugs the kids and sends the kids over with fucking the the Danny chick. I mean, oh my god. Also, this boat is the world's slowest sinking boat. It's a fucking small sort of yacht here. I mean, it's not because it's a gigantic yacht. I mean, it's sinking ridiculously slow. <sighs> dear, oh dear. The sheriff then boards it and tries to rescue Kelly, but too bad the skyline is now stuck. The sheriff then takes her kids over to the speedboat, leaving Jake all alone. Danny goes first, because of course she would let the fucking heaviest one go first, it's a great idea. She's so heavy, she dips into the water, and she's attacked. Screaming in pain, she falls on to be eaten. The kids make it on board, but the rope snaps off the SS sleaze as the sheriff falls in. Novak floors the speedboat, and she gets out last second, not a little scratch on her body. No planet attack, yeah, bullshit. Jake ties the rope to himself, throws Derek overboard, and then dives in to save Kelly. Meanwhile, she's armed with a frying pan, batting away fish left and right. He then saves her, much like in Plan 78. The speedboat pulls him out, uh, up and out rather. Not before Josh reference number 10, as Jake ties flares to gas tanks to make the boat go sky high. I smile, you son of a... The speedboat, of course... This being a cheap B-movie doesn't start right away as it pulls away last second before the fireworks begin. They're then pulled away and boom! Game over, right? Yeah, no, they're only stunned, they're not dead. Still no matter, Jake and Kelly are safe. Cut to the underwater shots of all the piranha floating dead. Again, no, that was a, wasn't that big an explosion. Dr. Goodman radios the sheriff to tell her these pranas are only babies as an adult prana leaps out of the water, taking Novak's head clean off as credits roll. So that was Prana 3D, a B-movie that knows it's a creature feature and relishes it. It is a bad movie of cheesy dialogue and bad CGI effects, but all the better for it. This is a classic popcorn leave your brain at the door B-movie where you can have as much fun as you want with it. Get some friends around, crack them some cold ones, and enjoy it. I'm going to give this thing a 6 out of 10. Come back next week as I wrap up the Prana movies with Prana Double D. Does doubling the D double the pleasure? Hmm. Find it next week. Also, I have a guest, Mike, from the Graveyard Shift and Playing With Power podcast. So, crap, open a cold one and slice into the half rather as we slice into the half <laughs> don't forget to like share comment and subscribe also follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod or email me my suggestions to here's johnny's reviews at gmail.com check out my other horror podcasts such as house alien hellraiser cycle and more also my solo podcast of the thing chud to the stuff and many more a Bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. I'm off to have a nice cocktail weenie. Bye.